And we're back. Oh my god. Welcome back to another episode of That Law Motherfucking Podcast. Where we engage in creative conversations and things that should simply be that law. I'm your co-host, Lauren Lawrence. And I'm your host, Kaylin Lawrence. Emphasis on that Lawrence, okay? Like, you got to emphasize it. Emphasize it. <laughs> and we have to emphasize the fact that we're not related. I know a lot of you guys have been wondering. I'm curious. <laughs> no no one actually asked, but <laughs> I know you guys are thinking it. Um, <laughs> people usually ask in person, actually. Like, yeah, they the do. last time we went to the studio, that guy was like, are they twins? Yeah, and it was and troubling was like, him. Twins? Wow. Like, that was a new That's one. That's a new one. But we're still trying to figure out the real tea on that. But mm. we'll get to the bottom. We'll of get it. to the. There is an episode where we did kind of talk about it we, a little bit. We did kind of touch on it. So go back to that first episode and you guys will. You'll find out because <laughs> we see the tea. We start, still trying to figure it out. We still trying to figure out. But how you doing, girl? Um, <laughs> today was today was a day. I mean, I will say, um, the errands got done. It yeah. just feels. It just feels like I'm trying to do too, too much, much all at once. And it's funny not to get too winded but even i went to, i had therapy today and he was like it seems as though you have a lot going on in your mind mm. as you talk to people or as you're even doing things so even when you're not doing things you are constantly doing things right and i was like yeah that's how do i stop that's correct that's what i'm paying you for yeah help he, me tell me how to stop <laughs> he's like we're gonna get to that in our sessions <laughs> and he's like writing his notepad like yeah it'd be the hmm. <laughs> adhd <laughs> But, but nonetheless, yeah. I'm happy to be back here. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of things are happening. I'm yeah. excited that summer is just here. It's hot as hell. Hot as hell. I feel like if you're in Florida, don't look at me too long. Don't <laughs> walk slow because I'm just mad because it's hot. I'm not I even don't even want to go to Publix. <laughs> <laughs> like the simple just getting out the car and getting like, it's too much. Bro, getting the mail is too much. It's, it's bad. hot. It's really bad. Like if you're coming to Florida, just be respectful to every person you see in Florida because we're sweating and we're hot. It's something personal. We're just hot. We're hot. <laughs> As yeah, I'm in a sweater. <laughs> but that's the Florida thing, though. Um, I'm good. I'm I'm feeling just like you. We actually had the same days off this week, so mm -hmm. I feel like we both kind of are on the same like energy cycle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I was doing the same thing, like just trying to be productive because it's also like a day off. Like you're trying to do like everything, but also like trying to relax in the midst of it. And like I was telling her earlier, I feel like I've been trying to have a take a nap <laughs> since I woke up <laughs> and it just never happened. And taking naps as an adult is actually <laughs> an extreme just, sport. It's an extreme, like the nap just comes at night. And at that point it's regular sleep. Is it even a nap? <laughs> it's not even a nap. Like <laughs> I'm trying to like give myself this. But this day nap, naps but it doesn't hit happen. so like day naps are so sexy to me, like sleeping in the day. And you wake up and it's still a day left for you to enjoy. I actually hate that. And that's the crazy part because <laughs> I literally have like weird dreams when I take naps. Like I tell people all the time, like I actually need to sleep just consecutively because my dreams are already kind of crazy. But if I take like a nap, something about naps in my brain, like I go to sleep and I wake up like, what the fuck? Like, where was I? Like, some no, your dreams are intense. Like, you're, like, I feel like if something happened to me, I'd have to ask you first if it happened to your <laughs> in dream. In my dream. Because I'm scared it. of naps. Like, I don't want to take them. I but I was trying that. to take one today. I was living on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that mood board. I guess that brings us to what's on your mood board. What's on, on your mood board? Just pay attention to her voice in that one. Um, <laughs> I love how we always improv that 
That little jingle? No, that jingle? <laughs> and it hits every time. Every like, time. Well, we might just find it at the TikTok sound one day. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. I love the idea of that. Oh, my God. I'm going to write it down. We're going to actually, yeah, let me put that in my notes. Um, What's on your move board? What's I'm excited to hear. Honestly, my move board is the whole South Florida art scene. I'm going to just have to say. In a date hoodie. We out here. Um... I have to because I mean we're kind of coming down from Afropunk weekend. Yeah, I which was. Is, why the heck did I not go? Because we were working, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth. That's the truth. I did work the whole weekend. <laughs> if you saw our last episode, you know all about that. What? So yeah, we were, but it was. I honestly did not know this was the first ever Afropunk or Planet Afropunk in, in Miami. Miami. So that's kind of legendary. But that's what also made it seem fake. Mm. <laughs> because I was like, <laughs> when Sasha first told me, I was like, "Is this a live stream? Is this like some I had to type question of weird too. thing that they're just doing?" But mm. it was like, no, <laughs> it was an actual concert. No, we're actually here. Like they were actually here. Like that's cool. So we unfortunately did not get to attend Afropunk, yeah. but I did attend one of the activations, which was a panel, mm. and that to me was super exciting because it was like was pe- panel. people we know up there. It was like really just. The home team was yeah. winning. And just watching the conversation, seeing the live stream, seeing people that work for Afropunk there and just supporting these artists that we know that and we, we know came we're to close know. To, yeah. It was mad inspiring, I'm not gonna lie. I really, really enjoyed it. And just seeing them like these people that we know entering these new platforms through yeah. Afropunk, such a big platform. It kinda never gets old, honestly. It never gets old. So it excited me because I'm like, wow, look at South Florida. Mm-hmm. Like we, we out here. We out here. And we're getting the, sen- the attention thing. we deserve. And mm-hmm. I think so in that same breath, why I also put South Florida on my move board. South Florida is always going to be on my move board. But mm-hmm. we also, so every once a year, um, I believe once a year, uh, a lot of artist studios and even like spaces that house artist studios, mm-hmm. like the Big House, Fountainhead, mm-hmm. Laundromat, they open up all their studios and it's like an open studio day. Mm. So that came around I believe a couple of days ago. Oh, and that sounds really cool. I went. I, I don't know why the days had just became like one, one large day. This whole week was one big day. I, <laughs> so I can't you. even tell you what day it was, but it was really, really. There was good. a lot of fun, creative things happening this weekend that so I really much, missed out on. So much, and it was, but it was. It reminded me how exciting things are becoming because I, I just feel as though, and this is just coming from my experiences, that artists here are just we're getting closer and closer and mm-hmm. we're realizing more and more that we need each other yeah and we can't and be building trying to our topple. real community exactly real. like mm-hmm. the conversations i was having and the artists i were meeting but actually it's such a difference meeting an artist in their space yeah like, you're seeing them at their like raw estate Raw, state, like this and is i them. loved it i only mm-hmm. made it to fountainhead to be honest and fountainhead is pretty large but just mm-hmm. even going through there i met some really great artists and even got to talk about my work, which was exciting as well, because I didn't. Yeah. I kind of came there as a curatorial spy, right? <laughs> um, like just getting to get your own like little like information. Yeah, and also just being able to connect and mm-hmm. network with these artists as well. So, and then I went to an opening at a collector. Gallery homes are the coolest thing to me. When I say gallery homes, mm-hmm. I mean collectors or art administrators that turn their house also into, into like a gallery. A, oh wow. To me, that's like a dream. That I mean, it's a dream though, for real. It's interesting though, because it was really packed, and I'm like, all these people are in her house. In her house. Yeah. <laughs> so that's She probably has like a second house. She. It's like cut off. It's so interesting how she did it. Like, wow. it's a whole different space. Um, I've always said I wanted a museum in my house, but never something I thought to open up to the public. Like, so it was, it was in Coconut cool. Grove. You know how Coconut <laughs> Grove is just so cute and so, it's literally like a little grove. Mm-hmm. Um, So it was really cool. Like, I think that's why I put South Florida on my mood board because. We're just out here making moves. We out here. That's and it's a good exciting. one. Even though 
There's a lot of people migrating here. I love that they're respecting the culture and they're integrating right. with We're actually it. getting like transplants. We're getting. <laughs> And we're all winning. We're well, I get it though. It's, it's yeah. moving. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah. And to be from here. I always have, but it's it's more and more thrilling and like I don't know. It's just it's empowering it seeing has, this win like that. There's like a real like movement going on right now because after COVID, it felt like there was this disconnect between like everyone in the world, really. And it yeah. was like I was always wondering, like, how are we going to build this space back up to, like, what it was, but, like, better, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that pivot kind of made everyone a lot closer because we kind of just appreciated that that space so much more. Mm -hmm. And then also saw the, you know, the growth in all of it. So it's like now everyone's just a lot more attentive. Yeah, Yeah. we're all paying more attention. And, like, I think there's just more conversations happening with each other and not, like, how can I be better than you, but Mm -hmm. how can I work with you? Right, everyone's um, a little more vulnerable. Everyone's more vulnerable. Yeah. And it's just, it's, I'm just happy I love that. You. I love that. What's on your mood board, girl? Great. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's actually on my mood board is, um, I've been watching Atlanta, and mm. I just, I don't know, like, I even watched this episode last night. I was a little late because I've been missing a few weeks, but I watched... <laughs> this Red Bull kicking my ass. <laughs> it's funny because I was gonna mention <laughs> we are not drinking tea, y'all. I know, right? Tells you about the day, classy the day gr- we've had. <laughs> classy girls drink their Red Bull out of mugs. But no, I've just been super inspired by like black produced media, <laughs> and like just conversations that like people like Z Way and like Childish Gambino start in these like on these really broad like like HBO as programs it's just like crazy because i don't know i'm just super inspired by their brain like mm-hmm. i've been watching atlanta like damn like i even said last night i'm like everything that childish gambino does with this show i always think to myself like damn why did i think of that <laughs> <laughs> it's so like upfront like uh-huh. the perfect amount of satire that it's mm-hmm. almost like damn like how were you the first person to even Mm-hmm. to produce this because it's so good and so like obvious mm-hmm. and it's I don't know it's great but what had me so shook in last night's episode was well it was an old episode actually was it yeah I was gonna ask it was an old episode the new season that's out or the you new talking? season but it was like the not the recent one that just came out the mm-hmm. one before that but it was about a, a mixed kid and he was um like trying to pass as white he was going to predominantly white um high school mm. and all his, <laughs> our engineers laughing in the back because he knows this episode <laughs> is funny <laughs> he um he was trying to pass as black and i mean pass as white and <laughs> all his friends got accepted into this college and they were all like oh my god we going to usc like we out and he got accepted and everything but he was like how the heck i'm gonna pay for this tuition and his daddy's like black as hell <laughs> his daddy like i don't know how you paying for that he was how much money you got he was like four thousand he was like well how much is the tuition he was like 50 he was like well i guess you ain't going <laughs> but something about it was just this like i don't know this real black father humor but like low vibrational but like just funny mm-hmm. and it there's a scene where um they welcome they call all the seniors to the auditorium and they're like oh let's do it they're having like a speech you will not believe who walks on the stage to do this speech like they're like oh he's an alumni he came to this high school he started a business kevin samuels bitch (laughs) (laughs) and like who would fucking know wait like like, for real for real kevin samuels like comes on stage and he's in the show and 
he's like, oh, I'm going to um, donate a million dollars to your school and I'm changing the name to my name. <laughs> like, it was hilarious. And then he goes, and I'm going to pay for everyone's tuition. So everybody's like, yeah. And then he was like, who's black? <laughs> and then all the black kids are like, yeah. And he's sitting in his chair like, damn, but he's black as hell. But like, yeah. he's trying to white be white passing. Yeah. So he's like, dang. So they tell all the black kids to come to the auditorium. <laughs> I just have to tell y'all about this episode because it was so funny. And they all come to the auditorium and they have to audition. And there's like this Indian kid. He's like, yeah, he's actually like asking you questions, trying to see how black you are. Not the black kids. Like literally. And they're like just testing him. And it was just, it was just so funny. But that episode had me genuinely like, wow, like who, like, how did they think of this? But I've just been so appreciative of like, just like black creators, mm-hmm. like creating black content. Like, because where our minds expand, like, expand. even with Afropunk, like we were saying, like, yeah. the activations I've seen, just what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. see, even though I wasn't there, just seeing how it went. Same thing with Charles Gambino, where our minds function and work. Like, they can't get a hold of that. Like, they can never reach that. It's just too good. I need to catch up in Atlanta. It's too though. good and it's too raw. Like, and that's yeah. what had me like laughing so hard because I'm like, bro, like this is mm. genuinely hilarious. But it's like hilarious because it's true. Like, mm. so I just really that was on my um my mood board because that show has just been hitting the spot lately. So you're caught up in the show, or I'm caught up. the The recent episode had me like kind of bored because mm. you know my attention span. I'm like, <laughs> too much content <laughs> for like, today. Took a turn. <laughs> too much too much of that but i'm gonna get back to it but i'm pretty much caught up are you caught up i am not okay um i need to i I, my shows have been very sporadic lately like Mm -hmm. i've been i finally am caught up in my snowfall in my power yes (laughs) y'all hear that don't come for us i love power okay Uh, (laughs) power listen this is a big rich town i just come from the poorest part (laughs) right life city life I gotta, gotta make, make it. it. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I cannot believe that show's still going. I love that for 50, though, but <laughs> as for, you know, we, you know, we love you 50 because we are appreciating no, black media. For real. You put in so many so, people on. Put you. me in acting classes. <laughs> I could be, I could be good too. Oh my God. Imagine you in power. What? I would love that actually. I'd be like, where's the money? <laughs> where's the money, Tommy? <laughs> Where'd you hide it? They're coming for me. They're coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the gun. Where's ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> no, really where's oh my god if i have my ghost scene sign me up <laughs> i'm ready to audition <laughs> um but no i think oh man it's i need to catch up i'm excited to do that yeah and i that's the thing i feel like not enough people are talking to me about this the new season mm-hmm. and i guess with shows i need to be i hate that i need to be amped up with shows. yeah you I need do. you need everyone watching it with you like i'm just watching selling tampa now after like five people told me about it, Selling Tampa definitely was like interesting. It was. I like. I just liked w- watching all these black women talk about real. Because I don't. When it comes to realty, it's something. It's a foreign topic to me. Mm-hmm. So seeing them talk about it and really right. just be engaging and making their money, but being a team, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I mean, of course, there's some moments that were for TV. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh <laughs> it's a messy. little messy, <laughs> messy moves. <Ooh>. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so are you ready to like get, get in our topic? topic? <laughs> <laughs> This rebel got us on. No, seriously. I'm like, where am I? (laughs) So we did leave off. um, Last episode. Last episode talking about it. And you had said that lately you feel like you've just been feeling more in your masculinity more. Mm -hmm. And for this topic, we're going to 
basically be talking about that and talking about the social constructs of masculinity and femininity. So I guess yeah. to get into the topic, I almost want to introduce it as a question is to follow up on that yeah. and unpack why do you, how do you describe your masculinity, I guess, mm-hmm. and your femininity, and how do you feel like you've been more in, in the one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like my whole life it's been kind of like this battle between what I feel like being a woman is or what it isn't, you know? And it's like, I guess we learn those things through like social social contracts at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely feel like I've been in this survival mode for a while. And like, I think in this past year, it was like heightened where I was just like in this mode where I was like trying to get my car, like trying to like just get all these things like together. And I had to kind of tap into him. Like I kind of had to tap into that like, no, you're not laying down and frivolous mm. <laughs> floating around in the wind right now. Like, you got to get your ass up. Like, I had to tap into that energy where it's kind of like just discipline. That's yeah. how I look at kind of like my masculine, like the side of me that's disciplined. And not that my feminine wouldn't be, but she kind of like, I feel like she sets the stage for the discipline. Like, she kind of organizes it. Mm. And that's how I look at it in my head. And I, I've just been in the survival mode. And I feel like even what I mentioned last episode, I feel like lately I've just been kind of relearning who I am as a woman and mm-hmm. getting into like my femininity in a different way now that I'm getting older like mm-hmm. just tapping into her in a different on a different level in a, in a different way just period because it's like who she was in high school or who she was you know even a year ago it's yeah. not like the same we're kinda at that point like yeah I feel like when you kind of hit that 23 it's like that mark, moment where like, I'm like okay I'm wait like yeah <laughs> like and just being more intentional with how I mold her, like Mm -hmm. being more intentional with just like, even just, I don't know, like lately just been dancing more, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like just being able to just be like, honestly, and not thinking about like surviving has been my like kind of way of just balancing those, those two emotions of just like, it's okay. Like it's okay to like have the discipline, but it's also okay to like just be, just be and like Mm -hmm. be soft. Do you still feel like you're in survivor mode? That's the thing. It's like, I can't say I don't (laughs) feel that way because I feel like I'm low-key still in survivor mode. But, like, it's in a way now where it has a little more intention behind it. Mm. It's not just kind of, like, survival. It's kind of, like, I know what I'm... What you want to be doing. Yeah, and and it's just, it's, like, focus instead Mm -hmm. of just being, like, desperate for, you know... I understand that. I but think how I do. do. You feel, how do you feel about yours? I and love this topic. You know I do. I can talk, I can talk about this all day. Uh, <laughs> all motherfucking day. But honestly, for a while, I had to question it. And I guess, and I say question it, but question how I under, even, how do I, how do I even right. understand femininity and masculinity? Right. And I know I talked to your head about this all the time, but I had taken a feminist theory course mm-hmm. when I was in my undergrad and it really changed my life. And yeah. I guess it changed my life in the way I just, think about these things and also how I understand just feminism in general mm-hmm. and as someone that a lot of my work just consists of my experiences as an Afro-Latina intersectional feminist that I really got to question I really had to question that for myself and right. even like as you were saying when I always think about my femininity I always kind of considered it the part of me that's more mindful and just indulges in self and takes self-care I, I'm looking a lot internally when I feel right. my most in my femininity mm-hmm. and I think with my masculinity 
I kind of feel like more of a sense of control. I feel like when I'm in the positions where I have to be control, I have to be a leader. Yeah. I feel more my masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have to question that because why is that? Why you know? is that? Why is that the masculine? And why, why is can't that it be the, the feminine? Exactly. And that always comes back to that statement, though. It's like, mm-hmm. why is it? But it's also kind of like you can't really deny the mm-hmm. duality of it all, you know? Exactly. But I feel kind of like those two, those two energies coincide with that, inside, inside each other, mm-hmm. but they're also like they can kind of be subjective. Two separate. Yeah. Like they can really be, like you said, whatever we, whatever you them kind to of be. Like, exactly. has you consider your masculine, your survival mode, and I consider control, that's still. And the survival mode us. is control at the end of the day, you know? Literally. Survival mode is literally just wanting control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too much, you know? Mm-hmm. To where you kind of lose yourself in the process because you're just trying to, like, survive. find that. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to find. <laughs> you're literally trying to survive. So you're controlling every single aspect of everything and just not leaving room for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're constantly intersecting, I feel like. Like, I feel like for us as someone that, as people that I just feel like we're so well rounded, yeah. not to big us up a little bit. Um, <laughs> but. I feel as though we always talk about how our masculinity and our femininity are always intersecting. Mm -hmm. In a way, I have to always question how do I understand them as separate entities? I don't know. And it's always changing, honestly. Like, as I get older, I'm like, (laughs) who is she today? (laughs) Literally. It's crazy. And I think, honestly, there was an article that I think about very often. And, like, honestly, ironically enough... I'll be showcasing it. I've been asked to be in a show where I'm mm. only showing writing, which I've never done before. Mm. So I'm like, how do I even present that? Like, do I just put the paper on the wall? Like, right. <laughs> what's gonna, how are we going to communicate gonna, about this? Exactly. Right. You'll, you'll see soon because uh, I got to think about it in a couple of weeks. Um, but it was an article that was called The Social Organization of Masculinity by Raymond mm. Connell. I hope I'm saying her name right. She's an Australian sociologist. And one of the first things she says is how society always deems femininity, masculinity, and gender always down to like the biologic, the biological state or right. what you have that determines what more what? femininity you have or masculinity. That's always bringing, like always bringing back to our biological makeup. Yeah. In the day, which is genitals and all, all that, that, which even like goes back to even where some people think or they consider their femininity being more soft. Right. That kind of goes back to your biological makeup as a woman that we feel like we have to be softer, but our masculinity we're not. Like ha- having to question that and- so I bring up this article because I had to read, I had to write a theory reflection on it and pretty mm-hmm. much teach the class about this article mm-hmm. and what I understood it. That to me had to be my best moment in school because the way I was like, like yeah, yeah I, missed that. I know this. Yeah, check my PowerPoint <laughs> behind me um, and point A and point B because I just said point C. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, teacher, you got that? Y'all got that? Y'all got that? Y'all and, taking notes? <laughs> and it was on Zoom and all I see is everyone heads in the camera like... Like, yeah, girl. Yeah. Don't you love a good presentation, though? I love you a good presentation. <laughs> a good, confident presentation. Like, yeah. Y'all, listen up. Listen up, actually. Can y'all speak Girlies, <laughs> listen up. Because you're going to want to hear this. Um, So I took a part of what I said in my article, and I want to talk to you about it. Okay. So, but Mayu, in this article, she does mainly talk about the social constructs surrounding masculinity specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, And one of the things she says is that she breaks it down to the structure of gender and how masculinity is always being put in relation to power, production, and emotional attachment. So, mm-hmm. like, for example, we see masculinity and power. We're like, for example, the abortion laws. Mm-hmm. Power over the agency of our bodies. Right. But it deemed masculinity. Mm-hmm. There's that question of that. And then now bringing back to production, how we see men get paid more yeah. than women. And then we see what she calls a cathesis for personal like your own personal livelihood or sexual relationships where like heterosexual relationships, the man is always the manly man right. and dominating and has the control, mm-hmm. which 
I'm speaking on very loose terms, obviously. But that's, I think, the concept that she's kind of hitting as I'm summarizing very shortly is how I think the world is sees or understands femininity and masculinity is always kind of down to our biological makeup Mm -hmm. and not of just seeing how society shapes these entities. Mm -hmm. Like they, they put this box of what femininity is supposed to be and what masculinity is. Like even how some men talk to other men, like, Oh, you so feminine. Like, and it's an insult. Right. Why is that? Why is that? So it's an insult. It's a little softer or not as emotionally guarded. Mm -hmm. Right. Why is that? Why is it? I don't know. And it always leads back to men though. It does. They created these systems that kind of just don't even uphold them to the same, like, you know, mm. regards of what it was supposed to. Like, I feel like they they kind of created that whole system to, like, for their benefit. Mm. But now it's kind of like, damn, y'all can't even cry. Y'all can't even <laughs> y'all cry. Y'all can't even shed a tear. Y'all, y'all can't, can't even be, be a little soft or wear a crop top or something that just kind of makes them feel more connected to themselves mm-hmm. without it be deemed as feminine or... You I know. don't get it. Like I even not to even veer away, but it's I even love men wearing short shorts these days. Love it. They call them Wear the, the booty shorts. shorts. Wear your booty shorts. I want to see that booty poking out. Actually, I want to see the thighs. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> like I actually love it. <laughs> I love it. I was just telling my um my boyfriend yesterday. I'm like, all the men that I liked and dated in mm-hmm. high school are gay now. <laughs> <laughs> like I really love a soft boy. <laughs> And it's so funny because I'm like, I like my men masculine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like my men feminine. <laughs> and I like my women very masculine. You it's do. So, it's so weird. <laughs> like, I like my women to be like, yo. I like my men to be like, what's up? Uh, <laughs> hey. Like, hey, <laughs> no shade. I don't know. It's just something mm. about... If you didn't hear just, our engineer just asked her, why does she like her man feminine, by the way? It's... I don't know. It's just something about the softness, but it's also because I have felt very masculine for a while that it's like, I just connect to it. I don't mm. know. Like, I just... You're in that I like the duality. So yeah. That it's nice that someone's being soft. I mm. like the duality of it. It's weird. <laughs> I think I'm a little both. He asked yeah. if I was dominant or submissive in bed, and I'm a little bit of both. Okay. Like, I'll slap mm. your ass, but I like to be slapped too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The concept of being slapped in bed, genuinely, <laughs> I just feel like my fight or flight is going to kick in. And we're, but that's I'm, the point. I'm going to genuinely square the fuck up. <laughs> but, when, but if you're submitting to that, there's a different nature to it yeah like your fight or flight won't have to because <laughs> it's my fight or flight already you're submit- <laughs> yeah you're literally already like run up and it's like i think that's the fun of it though it teaches me to kind of submit and like mm. let go it's not that i'm being slapped every time no. but <laughs> not let go but i do i do enjoy being a little submissive but yeah. it's like I'm, I'm a like i like to say i'm i'm a real like what's what's the term a trade like a verse like a bo- like when you're not a bottom or a top, <laughs> I'm <laughs> kind of both. When it comes to the verbiage of these things, I'm <laughs> horrible with it. It's like a real like, I guess a term in the gay community is mm-hmm. like you know there's bottoms and, and there's tops, tops yeah. and like the per- people who are like both is like a verse. Mm-hmm. So like they're not okay. really they don't not that they take it or not that they give. It's like, like kind of like either or. Yeah. Like it depends on the mood. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like real that me. Word. Like <laughs> I like that word a lot. So yeah. Are your men <laughs> but the thing is that's funny. I feel like. I've dated like every kind of type, but now like he's pretty dominant, yeah. but he's also in touch with his feminine femininity where he kind of like is like aware of it and he's aware of his emotions, but it also 
makes him super emotionally intelligent. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's not that he's feminine, but he's just super in touch with his he's emotions. Yeah, like he's super sensitive and in tune, but like in the way that it kind of makes me have to come out of my like mm. Ooh, <laughs> control. Like, yeah. So it's in a way it's it's almost like a reverse experience or reverse from the norm experiences. Where right. Now you kind of have to enter these. I have to slow moments. down and like. Mm, I like. That. <laughs> he just made to be like real, you know. But I like. I think honestly, as a woman that is attracted to men, I do love a man that is balanced in that. Like I yeah, need you like to be able to best. express yourself without me having to. I mean, obviously, in a relationship, you have to teach each other things, yeah. of course, but. I don't think I have the capacity to teach someone how to be emotional or in tune with their emotions. Babes, I'm going to therapy. Right. I, <laughs> I, I don't have the time. I don't have the <laughs> mental space to be doing that with mm-hmm. you. I'm not a licensed therapist. So yeah. I want to, I love to hold space for people. Don't get me wrong. Even yeah. if we're not intimate, like I love holding space for my friends or anybody that I can, but I think there also has to be a, a, a sense of emotional responsibility that right. people have to reach. Where they can come to their own accountability and their own like, mm-hmm. you know, without you you needing to be. Yeah. Because then it's like, I'm being vulnerable with you and then you're just going to try me. Exactly. <laughs> no, literally though. And that's what a lot of men do. They don't, they create that safe space and then they like bust the bubble as soon yeah. as it's supposed to be safe. They're like, thank you for teaching me that. I'm going to go take that to sort of you. Yeah. And then they go Sink. take it for granted and like hit you up months later. Like, oh my God, that one thing you try to teach me. You know, oh, I just you, got it. <laughs> that one thing you said to me, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and like. And what it's like, what, what happened? <laughs> who, who who checked you for for that to click? Like, <sighs> but it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing that kind of came to my mind with this topic was there's like this trend going on in TikTok and Instagram where they're talking about soft life and mm. women are getting into their soft life. And the first time I saw it was someone was directing it towards certain influencers and they were like, oh, my favorite soft life influencers and mm-hmm. all of them were like people like if you guys are a part of the YouTube community, like Aaliyah's face, Aaliyah J, like Kyra, like just black women who are just like like they're just they're in that black black girl luxury like mm-hmm. world. But it's like they just live soft. Yeah. Like all they're doing is just like What's working out and like that's the thing, like working out, like not working mm-hmm. too hard, mm-hmm. like doing things that genuinely make them happy and being mm-hmm. able to be successful from it. So it's like mm-hmm. that thing of like a lot of black women are like, I'm done being a strong black woman. Like I want to be soft. Like I hate that. Term. I don't want to work. And that I really that's do. another thing about it that comes up from it. It's mm-hmm. like the strong black woman trope. And it's like a lot of them are like, I'm done. Like I just want to be soft. I just want to be taken care of. Like I just want to live my life without like really, I guess I can go into like the do- definition of soft life. Mm-hmm. It's a life of peace, ease, comfort and intentional happiness. It does not require struggle, love, stress or distress. It consists of mutual relationships, clarity, and self-care. So it's kind of one of those things where I feel like the only reason I love this whole, like, even topic is it kind of, like, highlights the healing that we kind of have to do as women yeah. to come to that space where we can even, like, grant ourselves like, the ability to be soft. Like, mm. as we were talking about, like, just finding out more about our femininity, like, doing a little more self-care, like, treating ourselves to things, like, getting more intentional with our bodies, like, just getting more in tune, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like to do that, yeah. And I feel like you have to do shadow work to get there because you just can't get deeper without healing those parts of yourself that had to be like in survival or couldn't had to have your guard up or mm-hmm. couldn't be yourself or like, you know, just like things that as women we go through in this life and in, in work life and having to like having to yell to be heard, yeah. you know, shit that's just annoying that 
You don't have to You're working with men, you're being overtalked. Like, mm. I can't tell you how many times I've worked on teams with men and I say something and like they repeat it and everybody's like, oh yeah. And it's Man's like, bitch, plain. I just said that shit. Don't. <laughs> and you just sitting there like, don't let me come over there. <laughs> like, like, just shit that we have to just go through. Like, yeah. and I just, I just, I don't know. I love it because it's like as, yeah. as corny as it is, it's like another little trend. But it's not even it's corny. Cool, I think it's cool because it's like, yes, way. bitch, be soft, actually. <laughs> like, go get that facial and lay your ass down. Like, mm-hmm. you actually do deserve that matcha. <laughs> An extra matcha. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, actually record yourself making that matcha. Mm-hmm. Her, get your coin. Dance in the living room. <laughs> yeah. Dance naked. Do yeah, what you gotta do. do I it. love that. I to love me, it. it's not even corny. I think it's a great message because we're not... I mean, I, I'm not speaking for every black woman across the world, but I think a lot of us are not always being pushed or being put into spaces where we're required to be soft. Right. We're not. Like we're not. even the room, like you said, in some of these rooms, I have to talk louder than you. I have to make sure I'm seen yeah. so I can be heard. But even with that, you still gonna talk over me. Right. And then now I have to I have to deal with that for the rest of my day or just going on feeling small yeah. because you have to remind me that you're oh so big. Mm-hmm. Um so I love that. And I honestly I wanna live a softer life. Yeah. I and really I've do. been so intentional with that lately. Mm-hmm. Like, like, girl, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Take that nap. <laughs> like, and, and you know, like, it's just funny. Because <laughs> the basket was about to jump out already. Like, <laughs> that nap. Do we have time for a nap? <laughs> but that's it. Like, like you said, I do, once again, repeating it, I hate yeah. that strong black woman quote. Please don't ever call me a strong black woman. Even if you have good intentions. I feel like no one has ever me. said that out loud in my face and just the thought of it actually kind of enrages me no i've been told it <laughs> several times you're a strong black woman yeah someone has said that to you someone has said that to me that just some people me have said that to me oh my god who and has said that to you <laughs> <laughs> and who? It's like, you just gotta have to be there like point them out you have to be there like okay <laughs> were they black not all of them okay <laughs> and that actually but in like working spaces and just net like even outside of working spaces, just in casual situations, that has been addressed. And I'm just there like, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Just being seen as strong, period. Just something about it. Is that like, was the only word in your vocabulary that you could have said? Like, yeah. <laughs> I would have taken sure. being a beautiful black woman. <laughs> because it just feels like you're once again reminding me that I have to be extra strong to be seen. To like, be I, seen. I don't like We it. have to exert so much energy to be in these spaces. We don't need I mean, the reminder. That shit's annoying. I don't need the reminder, personally. So I want to, I think, you know, when you, you say to work it, 10 times as hard, <laughs> but you know what? I'm really trying to, I think, work on that in terms yeah. of being just in a softer life and just giving myself time to be like, because I think one thing I even battle with, and I don't know if this comes into not living a softer life where I'm not, I mean, I'm not always present a hundred percent of the time. Like yeah. I can be having a conversation with somebody at lunch and I guarantee you I'm thinking about everything on my to-do list or I'm even cringing about something I said two years ago. Yes, right. I'm a Pisces whatever do that. um but um yeah like um, my brain doesn't stop moving until i have to be like Shh, yeah. hush, like be here and i think that that can be me living a softer life by just being present in every yeah. moment i can be and give yourself like an hour to just decompress mm. like before your day or like yeah. after your day like just giving mm-hmm. yourself time, you know? And not feeling guilty for doing that. Exactly. I think and that's, that's the, the key that's the key part, right? Cuz yeah. you could be soft all day, but when you feeling guilty, yeah, it's like, like what's what the point? That? And I think that's like the thing about healing. Like mm-hmm. you have to heal that that spot in you that's in that survival mode 
to even get to the soft life because like mm. how could you ever live a life of peace if you're always like trying to catch up yeah no and it's, it's just, this is triggering because literally my therapist was checking me today he was like hmm like you just said it again he's like why did you just call that that thought silly yeah like you didn't even hear yourself say that yeah like you're already making yourself feel guilty about something you said and it wasn't or a thought you had and it literally wasn't even what you think it is just you're constantly you're, you're self-criticizing yourself yeah. all the time that's something i do a lot i'm my worst critic 100 and when you notice like the self-talk it's actually so like hurt like damn i talk to myself like that like loser like <laughs> that's how i talk to myself it it's just so funny because i don't know what i said or what i thought and i was like like it was a thought to me that was like that was judgmental but mm. then i thought you're judgmental because you judge yourself <laughs> like you judge other people because you judge yourself mm. and i'm like <laughs> like it was one of those shadow work moments where you're like ah, not me a judgmental puta. <laughs> like i was literally like ah, i judge myself <laughs> like oh my god like i need to stop doing that to her like you just got this one body like mm -hmm. like love her love her, She's good. Give her space. yeah I, and i think even for us we give so many people so much space in yeah we love to but when we always do our shadow work and then we talk about it we're like Wait, why am I not giving myself that the same, same grace? Why yeah. am I not talking the way I talk to you? Is right, how I should talk like, to myself. Like when you self talk, like not in the greatest way, and I'm like, bitch, shut up! Like no, no, not <laughs> no. One thing about it, she'd be like, mm. like, uh, like one thing about you, you'd be like, bitch, you know what we're not gonna do? <laughs> and then it's like, but what is me? I can't give myself that same energy. Yeah. Like it's not fair. It's not fair. We but gotta be soft. Do you ever meditate? I'm not gonna lie to the podcast. I have not been meditating, mm -hmm. um, but I think I meditate when I do my work. Though. I was okay. If that makes sense. Like to me, making my work, and when I say my work, I talk. I'm talking specifically to my vaginal series. Yeah, that's meditative for me. But have I been consistent with it? No. Yeah. Um, we're trying. Okay. I feel like you need you need a good meditation. I do. You need to like implement that in your schedule because. I've been implementing in my schedule, and honestly, mm -hmm. that shit has done like wonders in a week. <laughs> no, it does. Of just like mental clarity, like mm -hmm. all that chatter, like <laughs> that was like perfect. Shut it up. <laughs> and we're constantly doing so much in our day that you really you need, need that need moment it. of like, I don't want to hear Nathan. Nathan. I don't want to hear me. Me. I just want to be one with the universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think I why I struggle sometimes when I meditate is because I'm so hyper focused on getting my thoughts to quiet down, but I think I should also just allow them to roam mm -hmm. and enter in whatever space I find myself in. Mm. And if the thoughts are there, then they're there. Yeah. Let's work with them. Not yeah. like, I'm so focused on be like, okay, trying to get the shot up. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing about meditating that everyone's always like, how do I meditate? Like, it's so hard. And it's like, it's hard as, as fuck at first because you mm. realize how much shit you're saying in your fucking <laughs> brain the whole time. You're like, shut up. <laughs> but I'm like, you just got to keep doing it until one day you hear nothing but God. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, it's just quiet. <laughs> One with the universe. You're literally like, you don't even remember where you were or what you were even thinking about because you weren't thinking about anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but even like working out, like don't sleep on that being a meditation, you know? Yeah, it is. It really is. And I think even we've talked about this before where even it's like, it's meditative and it's also like you're really, to me with working out, I'm like releasing so much of like this inner aggression that I feel mm -hmm. just with, any anything, anything anything in the world that I I can't express like I'm not gonna walk around punching people which yeah. you know if you're doing that think about why you're doing that but just that one conversation <laughs> or that one thing that just kind of irritated you yeah you can go to the gym and just like and just sweat like, it out sweat it out and then it's leave the like you ain't Lauren you, the old body you literally know? the gym has been saving my life 
I'm so proud of you, friend. My girl's back in the gym, guys. We, we're back in the gym, honestly. I'm trying to catch up to her because she's been going and I've been like slacking and I've been like, I'm going next week, I'm going next week, I'm going next week. And I just had to shut up and say I'm not going at all. Yeah, and just go. and you went. Because I was about to be on your ass. And I was what? like, this is about week two. You said you were going to go. <laughs> I, know. I know you it did have that membership. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been literally saying I was going to go since January and I just did not make it. And <laughs> yeah. This week I'm like, yeah. Like yeah. You got, it, it got me here like, you need to meditate while you work out. <laughs> <laughs> no, now she's telling me you want to do it like, okay, like, big sure father. You, make sure you get in there and do that Stairmaster. <laughs> but no, it's been like saving my freaking like mm-hmm. just mental health and just like my body, just like feeling yeah. more in touch with it. Like that muscle, that mind to muscle connection is like, ooh, mm. like <laughs> it's just too good. It's like true. yesterday I, had, I was inconvenienced because my, oh my God, it's crazy. You guys talking about like last week, like the job itch. I was on my way to work just mm, two days ago, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I was like praying in the car. No lie, praying in the car, like God, Are like you, please, like save me from this job. Like I just, I know you see the effort I'm putting in my life. Just guide me, show me the truth. You know, one of those prayers you do when you're just like so, like on your life. Like I was just going through it. Like wasn't going through nothing, but just on my way to a job I hate. So yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> agony. <laughs> I have so much else to do. (laughs) No, this can't be my reality. Like, save me. No lie, y'all. As I'm in the midst of this prayer, I feel (laughs) in my car. I'm like, I know. I literally said, I know you fucking lying. Turned my car off, got out. My tire's flat. Why was I telling the story again? Because. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was inconvenienced. And after that, all I could say was, bro, I want to go to the gym. Yeah. I don't even want to go to work. Well, I went to work. Okay. Oh, yeah, you did go to work. I got it. I put my donut on and then I went to work. And then I actually went to the gym. Um, Oh, no, I didn't go that night. I ended up going in the morning, but I thought about it all day at work. Like, you've been going hard. I go. Like, no, you've been like going obsessed. hard. For like, it's actually like crazy. Like, you like, inspire me. I after I leave the gym, gym like, I'm like, can't wait to go in the morning. Let me get like Kayla off the gym today. Like, let me get like Kayla for real. And then Q was like, having my head up because he was like, ooh, baby, like, I see it. I've been in the gym for a week. I'm like, ooh, I see the results. You too? He started his gym thing today. He said, I'm starting today. You ain't finna get fired without me. He about to leave me in the dust. <laughs> he literally looked at my fat. He said, oh, you're losing your belly. I've worked hard on that. <laughs> He's, He's sick. sick. <laughs> I've worked hard on that. Like, you're really <laughs> sick. He takes so much pride in, like, making me fucking chunky. Uh, anyways. Yeah. That's really though. Well, yeah. I guess we can, um, we're getting into our tea time. You gotta clink clink on them hoes. Clink clink, even yeah. though we are drinking Red Bull. Mm. Red Bull. Ooh, that gives, just gives you wings. It really gives me wings for real. Like, I genuinely fucking flap out. I'm really yeah. drinking this thing out of this soup cup. No, it's giving chicken noodle soup with a soda on the side for real. <laughs> Such a cute cup though. Like, I feel like I need that. Something about a mug just, it does it. Yeah. And it I just makes like, me feel so important. Yeah, it makes me feel like you need to I do have your assignment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so professional with my mug. It gets so. Professor Lauren. I'm ready for it. I'm excited for Professor Lauren. What's on your tea time? My tea time is so like, I feel like I just talked about my tea time. <laughs> I feel like I did too. I mean, honestly, my tea time has, it really does actually have a connection with our topic yeah. where it's just me really, really enjoying my 
aloneness mm. and really just tapping into Lori in a, in a way that I just never had before. And I honestly mm-hmm. don't know how to describe it, mm. but I have noticed that I've just been a little withdrawn just from the dating scene mm-hmm. and just intentionally just because there's so much I want to unpack here. Like I'm going back to therapy and just even going back to therapy, mm-hmm. I think has unpacked so much for me that I don't even want to say I'm not necessarily ready to because I feel like when it concerns dating, it's really sporadic, honestly. You just meet somebody and... Yeah, you just kind of never know. Now you got lunch on Thursday, you know? Like, it's random. So, but I've just been withdrawn and I love it in a way where it's not like I'm like, no, don't talk to me. Um, But just more Just being more intentional with your space. Yeah, exactly. And it's... And also having a lot of conversations of people recognizing that when someone is alone, that doesn't mean they're lonely. I'm not lonely. I am just... Alone, that's the thing like you may be lonely sometimes yeah but that's that's not bad yeah it's not a bad thing actually Mm. it's funny because i always say this but like as much as i love being in a relationship like that alone time when you're single it's like character improvement like Like, i'm starting with the (laughs) man in the mirror literally you have nothing else but yourself like literally it's but even just that like recognizing the difference between when i'm feeling lonely and when i'm just i'm happy being alone because when I say I'm not lonely it's because I recognize and I'm putting a lot effort I mean I feel like I always do but in my friendships and just recognizing everybody around me and how important all these different spaces my friendships with you our girls my friendship and like my team up to something studios like all these other spaces I'm in the museum all you're not you're not I'm not alone there's someone I can call if I'm if I need somebody if I need help or even if I just Someone to have make space for me. There's mm-hmm. somebody. There's people that I have that support me and love yeah. me. So I'm not lonely. But of course, there's moments where you're like, you know, cups of the XO bitches in my old phone. Like, yeah, of course, it comes and goes though. Yeah, it's a part of the human <laughs> human experience. <laughs> <laughs> like, because um, I'm just really unlearning and learning, unlearning and relearning a lot of things about myself that I think I needed this space of being withdrawn just from. Yeah the dating scene um and like once again to reiterate just when i say withdrawn i'm not closing myself off i'm just in right myself. you're not completely like turned off from yeah. like humans but it's like still yeah I'm in, time for I'm you. in here yeah i'm in here that's important to really ground yourself mm-hmm. i love that mm-hmm. i've been doing that in the gym <laughs> mm-hmm. but i've also been just like i don't know like my main focus lately has been just like remaining consistent and things like like this is one of those things where I'm like I love this and it's just like our safe space like I love it and I just want to stay consistent in the things that I love like yeah. that's been like the theme of my life lately like discipline discipline <laughs> and I feel like I've you honestly have pushed that word more into my brain in a really great way because mm-hmm. I I don't practice discipline a lot yeah. I think I'll, I'll be honest and yeah. or I don't realize what things require more discipline, discipline than like prioritizing for real like mm-hmm. learning really making time for the things that you want to, you know? Because at the end of the day, like, we have so much going on outside of us that, like, you really got to be disciplined so that you can even make time for, like, your things. Like Mm -hmm. how you said your vaginal series is a part of your meditation and she's not even being... (laughs) Making time? (laughs) Like, where is that? Like... She's coming. Like she can, like she can get an hour in the morning or I know. The, the night, like a little wind down, you know. She can, but I just but be also, so. T- I think I'm waiting, and it's coming soon. Yeah. And speaking of the job, we're like, I will have that time where time I'm back. not at my job. I don't have to be like, where's Lauren? Lauren yeah. just is clocking Lauren. in. Yeah, yeah. I'm not clocking in. That I think I'm too clocked in. Mm-hmm. That 
that series she needs more she yeah. can't get half lauren she and that's needs the thing 100 like, why is this big corporation getting like so much of your creative energy where it's like it's not fair even yeah, though i know not. at the end of the day like it's your job so of mm. course it's not you're gonna get your energy but it's not it, fair but you're it's right. not freaking fair and this is like a self-drag like i'm saying mm. this but like <laughs> this is for sure a self-drag <laughs> because fuck mm-hmm. i'm like why does my shit come last like that's not fair but it, it's crazy because i almost it's like a guilt within myself too because even at mine museum job i'm able to work on my work when i'm there like i work a lot on my photography series but i can't be at the museum sewing vaginas right (laughs) you can't (laughs) you can't be like like, melting plastic into vulvas and (laughs) doing dyes like Like, they will be like lauren let's talk in the back please no seriously so that is really where it is but i think i've and through therapy through these conversations through every conversation i have yeah the more i talk about it though the more i also just keep implementing it into my brain Mm -hmm. making notes as soon as the idea jumps out i'm like where where am i writing this down that's me working on it yeah and just being intentional with it without physically being present with it. and the work is still there and it'll always be there because it's literally a part of me so i'm really working on not I'm really working on guilt. Honestly, yeah. that's a big part of my tea time, actually. Right, the guilt that surrounds the guilt. I face a it. lot of guilt, and I don't like to call it guilt or classify it as that. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is. Like guilt when I'm not working out. Yeah. Guilt when I'm not eating right. Guilt that I'm not working on my work. It's constant. There's and a cycle of it because then you start working out, mm-hmm. start being focused on your thing, but then you fall off. So now there's guilt about being consistent and falling off. <laughs> like Vice even versa. even being consistent is sacrificing like social life. There's guilt around that. Like mm-hmm. so now you're prioritizing your art, but can't hang out with your girls on Sunday. So now it's like, damn, I'm guilty. I feel guilty for not having my mm-hmm. social. Like, there's always, <laughs> always, there's guilt. always something surrounding something. I feel like when it comes to just those emotions and like adulthood that yeah. I'm really like realizing like that balance is important. Yeah, and just replacing certain our, our vocabulary. Yeah. Even when I was learning to even my session today, he was like, it's you face a lot of guilt, but you have to understand that that's just you have to give yourself. One, he kept reminding me, you're doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you are. He's like, if you looked at and my you notes. you don't really even, like, <laughs> notice it. I don't. You really sit down. I never do. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, if you see my notes right now, He's I like, think. Dang, what really- is she not doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of space. Yeah. <laughs> what is she not doing right now? And and even having to say it out loud, it, like, almost overwhelms me. But I like doing these things. I like having a lot of things to do. To do. But yeah. I can't be with with that and with loving all the things i'm doing i can't be making myself feel guilty that i can't be there for you be there for that series do this like yeah i can't face guilt i just have to understand that everything has a time and a place for real but that is that takes work that is the guilt that yeah. that is what the guilt's around because <laughs> now you have to trust that there's a time and a place without feeling guilty exactly it just <laughs> it's so it's so funny because like this experience is always funny it's always funny <laughs> but at least you know we got that law, and we could come here and we could share it. We could share. And, like, we really want you guys to be able to, like, just let us know. Like, if any thoughts come to your mind as we mm. talk, like, just, like, let us know in the comments. Like, don't be shy. Like, yeah. You like something, you didn't like in the something. bio. Like, please. <laughs> let us know. Let us know what's inspiring you. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> what the first email is like? I like that you guys said <laughs> I said that one thing. Like, bitch, stop trying to cancel like, us. Not a you. critique. <laughs> Listen. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. This is a random question. How do you take rejection? This is so random. <laughs> but I got rejected from something today. Mm-hmm. And it just came to my mind. We're like, 
I don't take rejection. Well, I don't think nobody does. I, I'm trying to figure out who does, you know? <laughs> it never feels good because at the end of the day, it's like your ego is like, mm. how dare you? Especially when it's like my art. Yeah. Ugh. Well, that's even fucking worse because now it's like, bitch, <laughs> that is the deepest part of me that you're literally like crushing. Yeah. But I feel like also like a lot of rejection is kind of like, it's just not meant to be. Yeah. You know, like it's just not your time. Like mm-hmm. whatever it is, like whatever it may have been as, as Although it was connected to your art and something passionate, it's like maybe there there's a greater purpose for it that you just can't see right now. So it's yeah. like the rejection does hurt. Like, of course, like I get it. Like mm-hmm. it's your baby at the end of the day. But I feel like it's Yeah. Rejection is misdirection. <laughs> I be having to say that. You gotta keep saying it. But it was like <laughs> I was like, dang. <laughs> Not on a Monday afternoon. Like, <laughs> like, like that. Like who, who told you to send that email out? <laughs> Okay, you that okay? Yo, you know what made it worse is another friend of mine that applied. Um, it was for a residency. He was like, "Oh, I can't find what email it was. Let me know when you got yours." So I had to be like, "Yeah, I got it." Wait, he got accepted? <laughs> no, he he didn't get accepted yet because he didn't remember what email he had sent it, like what okay. he had applied for. So he was asking me like, "Hey, when you get yours, let me know so I can see yeah. where I can find it." And I was like, "Yeah, I got you." And then you and then went, I was like, "Yeah, was so like, I got oh. it." Um. I ain't get it though, but, but you, you <laughs> I think I think you got it though. I feel like you <laughs> You look he cried on the inside, like okay, oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine if he was like, Yes! He was like, I got it. <laughs> and I have to be like, oh man. Oh, They're not worth it, man. <laughs> don't don't even think about it. Like, like that. no. But it's like it's really it really yeah. don't be worth it. it That's does. the funny part. Like God protect you for something you don't even know. He does. Cause what if I get in that space and I come You're back like, and things hell? missing? I'm getting robbed. <laughs> yeah. You never know. You never know. You really don't. And sometimes it's all about those teams and the people. Maybe you just really weren't a good fit. Yeah. Like, whew, things are coming though. Things are changing. Things are shifting. They're shifting. I'm excited though. I'm excited. So, oh, this was I a mean, good one. Time, let's let's wrap this let's one wrap out. This one up with our Red Bull. I'm done with my Red Bull. I guys. I'm like jittering, like <laughs> cracked out. But I love it. If I had to leave, if we had to leave them with the message for today, I'm gonna repeat it again. Our rejection is a misdirection. Mm-hmm. Understand how you think about your femininity and your masculinity, and Wait. don't be afraid to go deeper and heal those parts of you that are in survival mode. Because I mean, we just have this one life, like. Mm-hmm. Let's let's give ourselves the let's easiest. Make it enjoyable. You know, <laughs> like can we enjoy it? <laughs> like I don't want to spend like all these years like stressing over like little things that I'll grow up and be like, mm. why was I even? I don't want to look back and be like, I should have done that. Why was I thinking that? Mm-hmm. I just want to be doing it. Right. Just just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever it is, just do it and give your space time. Give yourself space and time to like feel everything as you do it. And that's law. And that's that. That's that law for real. That's that law for real. And on that note. That law, we out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that feel so intense? It did. I was like, oh shit.